debuting here today at full forward for the catch. We're ready to go. But Poziardly deep. It goes in that direction. He'll drop back. Poziardly! The first gamer has a chance to put Geelong back in front. Poziardly comes in. An opportunity for him to kick a huge goal. One goal to his kick today. It favours his left foot. 25 metres out. Good drop, good goal. Geelong are back in front. James Podziadley, thank you so much for your time. Uh, your memories back to 2010, round number three. Was it was it a great relief to you just to finally get a game? Um, hey, Kev, thanks for having me on. Um, oh, look, uh, I'm not sure whether it was a relief, but um, it was probably more um, joy, really. Um, I suppose you got to, you know, my story's a pretty long one, but when someone tells you you're going to play your first game and you're in that, that moment, um, it's nothing... But joy, because I think it's a thing that um, you know you always want to do, and you always wanted to. I personally wanted to play at the highest level I could, and when someone basically gives you that news, it's um, more about happiness rather than, um, I suppose, justification or or anything like that. So, who who told you, and how did how did that sort of play? Because we see uh, videos these days of blokes being told, and then they you know they get to do phone calls and all sorts of things. How, how did that play out for you? I remember um, it was on the Monday. Um, just after round two and I was at the water cooler um, and Bomber Thompson came up to me and just said, you're playing this week. And I was like, well, that's pretty early um, on a Monday to be told. But um, I was pretty happy with the news. And he said, just prepare yourself, you're playing this week. So that's as simple as that, mate, really. And then obviously um, it was announced to the team, I think on the Thursday and we sort of went from there. Did you have to keep it under wraps from the Monday through to the Thursday or were you telling everybody? Uh, no, I think I, I think I did keep it under wraps. I think it was a conversation between Bomber and myself and maybe the assistant coach, which was Blake Carousella at the time. The, uh, the what, What's your what's your fondest memory of it? Is it running on the ground? Is it your first kick? Is it your first goal? Or uh, No, by far my fondest memory is being in the team meeting um, before the game um, and Cameron Ling presented me with the jumper and he just said some you know really complimentary words, I suppose, about my journey and... Uh, and whatnot, so those sort of words will stick with me for forever. But um, to get the jump in front of um, the guys you're about to get to run out with was definitely the highlight of the day. Did did you have you had a chance to reflect back on you know the the journey that you did go through to get to that uh, that point where you actually got a jumper and you're about to run on the ground and play your very first game? Yeah, you, you don't individually. I suppose any time you reflect is when you do interviews like this and you think, oh, well, that's, that's my. That was a pretty cool story, or I remember that happening. But um, other than that, you sort of move on as a footballer um, pretty quickly. Um, and that sort of happens throughout your career too. You sort of just take every game as it comes and you move on to the next game pretty quickly. And that's sort of what i found is you don't really reflect a lot. But um, in saying that, when you, when you do reflect, um, yeah, I, I consider myself pretty fortunate. Did you ever give up hope that you would play at the, at the highest level? Um, I don't like the word give up, but I... I, um, I always thought that my time had passed, really, um, and playing at Werribee um, for those six years, um, I definitely had opportunities where I thought I was close to being drafted or picked up. Um, but when you get to you know, 27, 28, you just think the opportunity's passed. But um, I never gave up the fact that I wanted to be the best player I, I could be, and that was sort of um, my mantra at the time. You went to Geelong basically for a career opportunity, didn't you? Which was an off-field career opportunity as much as anything else. And just literally, you're under their nose and they just kept playing well. And they said, well, hang on, he should be in the team. Yeah, that's kind of, I think, what happened. But uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to get a, a role there um, under Steve Hocking 
um, in the um, in the strength and conditioning team, which was which is great, and I learned a lot in that year, and was fortunate to um, to captain the VFL team as well. So um, and then yeah, obviously my um, my form was was okay, and at the end of that year, uh, Wellesley and, and Neil Barman Hot came to me and, and sort of proposed. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on being a mature age rookie? And I didn't have to think very long for it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> nah. I mean, obviously, a big thrill for you, but I mean, also also for your family that that moment of you getting that first game would have would have been uh, you know a great thrill for for your family as well. Yeah, um, my wife, well, my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time uh, was obviously pretty excited, and and, and um, she flew over, and then mum and my sister and. And um, all my family flew over, so to have the game over in, over in Perth was, um, you know, sort of the furthest place we could have it. But um, the people that were close to me were were there, and um, it didn't really matter. The only unfortunate thing of the day is I, I remember we lost um, the game by under a kick, and I think it was uh, towards the end of the game too. So that was a bit unfortunate, but. That's okay. Yeah, Paul Duffield uh, kicked a goal, I think, which which stole the uh, uh, the points from from Geelong and gave them to the Dockers. Uh, your stats that day: you had seventeen disposals, you took eleven marks, six of those contested, and you kicked two two. Do you remember your first goal well? Um, I remember Shannon Burns um, gave me a little handball over the top in the goal square. I think I just stopped it through. So um, it was a bit of a Joe the Goose, but um, nonetheless, it was a goal at, at AFL level, so you sort of take it. <laughs> Kick two two for the day, and that was the start of a, a terrific run that you had. Um, uh, I mean, in your wildest dreams, when you got that first game, uh, was an AFL premiership something you thought might be attainable? Um, yeah, I did actually. Um, it was one of those things that I think, uh, no matter what level you play at, you sort of aspire to be the best you can. And um, once you get on AFL list, I think everyone should be aspiring to to training hard to win a premiership, to doing all the things that um, you need to do to be one of those elite players and one of those elite teams and I suppose I did the same and um, my dream became a reality because I was a part of a, a part of a good team and a part of a successful club and a good culture really and um, I just basically did what I had to do and played my role. James, a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, they, they were in the system for a while and then they finally kind of feel comfortable that they belong to be there. Did did you have that revelation at any stage in, in your time or did you feel when you got there you actually deserved to be there and you, you, you felt comfortable in it? Uh no, I, I don't think I felt, I felt comfortable in the environment, and I, I sort of backed myself in. But I never thought that there was like this um, this air of entitlement around me that now that I was there, I deserved to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that once you sort of get to that point, your mindset might change. And I always believe that um, you know, for me as a player, I probably wasn't the most talented. I'd actually work a lot um, on my skills, on my tools. So um, if I had that sort of mental state where I believe I, I deserve to be there. I don't think my training intensity or my preparation would have been as good. So, um, no, I, I never I never believed that. And um, I basically just tried to work hard to actually be the player that I, I became. And I, I guess from someone on the outside, when you stand in a forward line, you look around and you see Tom Hawkins and Stevie J and you think, geez, oh, hello, I'm, I am in the big time now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said earlier, the Fortunate for me is I, I came to Geelong at a, at a great time um, in, its, in its history, really. Um, bought into a pretty strong culture at the time and, and basically played my role. But those guys, um, the knowledge transference that sort of Stevie J and the Cameron Mooney gave me um, when I first came in was just phenomenal and actually made me a better player. And, and that's the um, that was the that was, that's the Geelong that um, that I know that's, that that um, you know, the players basically looked after each other and they coached each other on the field. So I was, I was very fortunate to have that. At the end of that first game, I mean, there's a lot of people who would who would kill to play one game. Did you feel that kind of vindication after you played that first game, or were you just really hungry for the whatever was coming next? 
Um, yeah, I can't really remember the post the post game feeling. What are we even about the um, not getting the four points? But um, now for me, it was probably about thinking thinking on how I can actually improve from that first game and and thinking about the next week. And um, you know, I, I was fortunate that um, Blake Carousella, um, who you know he's got a high high regard in the industry too. He was um, my coach in that first year, and he was just fantastic because his knowledge base and um, you know his ability to, to actually coach and, and help you develop was fantastic so we just basically moved on pretty quickly and worked out what the um, next steps were for my development well the next was five against port adelaide in, in week number two so you were you obviously uh, were quite comfortable yeah i thought this show was about talking about your first game <laughs> not about your second yeah, yeah, no. well i want to also <laughs> talk about 40 41 games later after that first game you're playing a premiership i mean that's that's a that's an, an, an amazing journey i mean your your journey to get to the first game was an amazing journey but what happened after that was equally as uh, as terrific yeah i mean uh, obviously everyone sort of knows in 2011 um chris scott came in um uh, and gary abbott left the year before we basically got a new captain in cameron ling so there was a bit of change going up Geelong, but the uh, the players we had, the caliber of players, um, and all the personalities we had were just so strong. So we knew that um, I suppose we could create something special in that year. And, and Scotty came in to his credit and basically just realigned um, the team. Was really clear on his game plan and specifically around roles, and, and we just bought into it. And um, going into that final series, I I remember that round twenty two would have been at the time we we beat Collingwood by I think a hundred points, and um, Everyone just played really well during those finals. Um, the first qualifying final in the prelim, and we're just so confident going into that grand final. I know it was probably close to a point, and um, yeah, one thing for me is I didn't probably see much of the second half. Obviously, yeah. it was all off the ground, but um, we were full of confidence that we could actually um, win that day. So I remember that week leading in thinking that um, we were going to win. You became sort of the poster boy for the mature age recruit there. Was that something that sat comfortably with you too? Because you were a story, as we mentioned, a story of perseverance and resilience. Yeah, I know that sort of come from the back from the uh, the back of my, I suppose, story. But uh, I'm just happy that you know AFL clubs are now looking differently at um, at the way they recruit players and, and giving players a bit more time. Sometimes players are just not mature mentally or, or physically and. The AFL, I think, has done a, a really good role, a really good job in the last couple of years, and actually opening up those windows for those type of players. We've seen, you know, this year the mid-season, mid-season uh, draft, I mean, it was probably um, there's there a few question marks on it, but we've actually seen, I think, five or six players debut post the mid-season draft. I mean, um, that in itself, everyone's got a story to tell, is just fantastic. So I think, you know, clubs are looking at it differently. The AFL is trying to open it up, so I just think it's great. And when you look at look at international sports and American sports, these players actually take some time, so let's give them a chance. Um, what uh, What's your football involvement these days, James? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. I um, was fortunate to, to coach at the Crows um, a couple of years post my retirement in 16 and 17, uh, and now I'm just uh, running, a, running a startup called AFL Max, which is a, an AFL-themed play centre um, over, in, over in Adelaide, and um, that's our first, first venue, hopefully, of many. Uh, mate, uh, it's been terrific to reflect on your first game and uh, and the, the fabulous career you finished up having. 104 games, 195 goals, 111 behinds, I, t- I should point out, too. So you, your kicking accuracy <laughs> your kicking accuracy was pretty good in comparison to what we're seeing these days. Did you have a, did you have a routine uh, that uh, that helped you? Because you're always a, a terrific sh- uh, kick for goal. Yeah, look, I, I did, and I worked on it um, pretty hard. I mean, there's probably, um, yeah, 
111 behinds don't sound like that. That sounds like a lot at the moment. But uh, yeah, I do have a routine. I'm working on it pretty hard, and I think um, you know, most players do a fair bit of work on it. I train now. It's a, it's a, um, it's still a thing in the area of our game that we sort of can't get um, to a point of being elite. But I think it will get there eventually. Mate, congratulations on your footy career and good luck with AFL Max. And thanks so much for spending a bit of time with us. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. If the house is rocking, don't...